This is Tips and Tricks for Teachers podcast, the podcast for lifelong learners. This podcast is for the new teacher who wants to learn some useful techniques and strategies that can help create positive outcomes in their classroom. It is also for the seasoned teacher who wants to try alternative approaches. Listen to quick ideas that are easily implementable in your classroom. I am Miss Joanna and I host this podcast. This is episode 7. Today's topic is alternative assessments for middle school or upper primary levels. Now this is part 2 of last week's episode, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode yet, uh, please do so, episode 6. Alright, today's big question, same as last week's, what alternative ways can I use to test students' learning? You may want to prepare to jot down notes from this as it will contain a lot of information that you may need to remember or explore on your own. So a paper and pen or your mobile phone or tablet should be ready for note-taking. All right, here we go. We pick up where we left off. Tip number seven. Videos for reflection. I think that this is very important for upper primary students. They should be able to look back and reflect on their work and experiences while working on a task. Basically, students can record themselves or take videos expressing their learnings, insights, and aspirations. This is helpful most especially for project-based learning. This also supports multimodality since it uses visual, audio, gestural, linguistic modalities all in one activity. Videos, of course, are not only for reflection. It has a lot of potential for demonstrating authentic learning. You may use it for the assessment of other skills. It is a great tool since students will have to demonstrate the knowledge and skills learned as opposed to answering close-ended questions or open-ended questions on paper. It is also a more effective way to test authentic learning. For instance, students demonstrate their knowledge of right angles, and they take a video of themselves going around the house, pointing out 10 examples of right angles. Another example would be to instruct students to go around the house to find items that are transparent, translucent, or opaque. Or for English language, demonstrate the use of infinitives by doing an action and describing it in a sentence or two. Or, to test reported speech, you can record various people's voices saying a sentence or two, and the student is supposed to record themselves reporting what they said, using the proper syntax and semantics. Tip number eight. Use Google Docs for students' writing, and to give feedback, you may use Kaizena. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N-A. Kaizena. If the students submit their typewritten work on Google Docs, you can easily give feedback to students by recording a message. Students would love to hear your voice. It is like conferencing, but digitally recorded. You can highlight particular parts of the text and type comments. You may also create rubrics in the app and give feedback using the rubrics in a few clicks. 
Kaizena is an add-on for Google Docs, so the student will need to have a Google account and both teacher and student need to download the Kaizena app for it to work, for it to appear as an add-on. The document should be a shared document for the teacher to use Kaizena to provide feedback and the student to be able to view and listen to the feedback. It does take a few steps, but it's pretty easy to install and use. So um, I do recommend Kaizena. This is actually not only for English teachers. As long as the student responses are in Google Docs, any type document can be assessed and given feedback using Kaizena. Tip number nine, screencasting. A screencast is a digital recording of a computer screen, typically with an audio narration. So the student captures his or her screen on a video and describes what is happening. Students can open a PowerPoint um, presentation, for example, and record themselves while explaining what is on the slides. Or if you are teaching research skills to the students and you want them to show how to do a web search on forest fires in California, then the student can record their screen while opening their browsers typing the keywords, and clicking on the appropriate links. Another example would be if you post questions on Google Slides, the student can open the slides and answer questions while screencasting. So their faces will appear beside the slides while the screencast is recording. There are many free screencasting software available like Screencastomatic or Active Presenter. I personally have used Camtasia. It is not the cheapest in the market, but I'm very happy with it. Another option for screencasting is recording a presentation via Zoom or Google Hangouts with or without a live audience. The student begins a meeting with or without attendees, shares their screen, then records the meeting while presenting. This is saved as a video and can be submitted to the teacher. Tip number 10. Podcasting. This can be in the form of actual podcasts that are published online or any audio resembling a podcast. Student-created podcasts may be used as assessments. This may take the place of the traditional oral presentations. Students can synthesize their learning, map out a plan, draft an outline or script, then record a podcast. Students may be required to respond to one or two classmates after listening to their podcasts. This way, the podcasts can become discussion board prompts. Podcasting supports multimodal ways of learning and encourages students to produce authentic language outside of the classroom. So if you are an English language teacher, take note of the following. Podcasting helps develop digital storytelling skills and the students are given a platform to express their thoughts, ideas, points of view, and opinions. Since students are expressing themselves through speech, they are able to use authentic language. Before students present their work, they are supposed to plan their presentation on paper, draft, and practice it. When students use podcasts, they are required to listen to themselves, and this gives them a new way of editing and revising their work. As they record and revise, this repetition is good for much-needed practice. The writing and oral communication, 
market presentation combo is good preparation for skills required for higher education and in their future careers. This option, compared to the video, also reduces students' anxiety because they don't have to do the presentation live and there is also no pressure to turn the camera on. If podcasting seems intimidating, actually it is not difficult to produce. You may use the software called Anchor. Alternatively, audio output can be recorded via VoiceThread. VoiceThread is a mobile multimedia creation tool that allows threaded dialogue and student voice recording using text, audio, or video. Tip number 11, iBook Author. iBook Author is a software that allows teachers and students to create books and publish them for the iPad and Mac. Multimedia elements like videos, photographs, interactive diagrams, 3D objects, charts, and others can be added to the textual elements. VoiceOver and other features are available for better accessibility to people with disabilities. Templates are also available for simple entry-level bookmaking. These books can be published on iBooks for purchase or for free download. So imagine telling the students and their parents to search for and download the books that the children made from iBooks. Pretty amazing. Tip number 12, digital portfolios. Compiling evidence of learning in portfolios is not new. Teachers have been doing this for decades. However, now it would be much better to create the portfolios online. Paperless, easy access, and can contain a variety of types of output, not only those that use paper or tactile materials. Include outputs of various types, written work, photographs, audio, videos that demonstrate learning. It is best to plan this all in the beginning of the academic year, or at least in the beginning of the term, or maybe um, the beginning of a unit. Look at the specific learning outcomes or specific instructional objectives of your unit or units. Decide on the best way to assess using multimodal options and how you would collect them for the portfolio. You can use apps like Seesaw, otherwise PowerPoint or Keynote or digital folders in Google Drive may serve the same function although not as visually appealing and lacking in interface unless you design it yourself, which is also possible. All right, there you go. To recap, here are tips 7 to 12. Tip number 7, various ways to use videos. Tip number 8, Kaizena coupled with Google Docs. Tip number 9, screencasting. Tip number 10, podcasting, or audio outputs. Tip number 11, iBook author. Tip number 12, digital portfolios. These are my tips for today. I hope that you were able to find some tips that are helpful to you. Should you have any questions or feedback, feel free to contact me by visiting missjoannaisateacher.wordpress.com or missjoanna underscore teacher on Instagram. You can leave a message there or find other ways to contact me. 
Again, this is Miss Joanna, and this is Tips and Tricks for Teachers. I hope you tune in again next week. See you then.